Hello everyone. Those of you who are married and therefore went to a different talk earlier, my name is David Bates. Um, I come from England, which is why I have this delightful accent. <laughs> Although I personally just like to think of it as, this is how words are meant to sound. <laughs> and strangely enough, actually, most Americans do agree with me. <laughs> I'm telling you, 1776, you know. Uh, <laughs> you, you could sound like this too. <laughs> In each talk I do, I always like to give a shameless plug for my blog, restlesspilgrim.net. But since I've only got mm, a very short amount of time, that's going to have to suffice. Because in the next nine and a half minutes, I have to uh, give some suggestions as to what we can do to get more out of uh, Mass, and in particular Sunday Mass. Now, obviously, there is much, much more that I could say about this subject. I've actually got a longer version of this talk. It's like four times the length. But today I'm just going to cut to the chase, skip the anecdotes, and really give you a boiled down version of that talk. And the talk is based on two key principles, that we will get more out of the Mass through understanding and through disposition. So the first one is understanding. And the idea here is that the more we understand the Mass, we understand its significance, naturally the more we'll get out of it. And through disposition, the better our mindset is before, during, and after Mass, the more available we will, we will be to receive all that God plans to give us during that time. And using those two principles, I have a number of uh, practices, suggestions of things to do to get more out of the Mass. And for the sake of this shorter talk, I picked five. But please don't think of these as a checklist of things that you have to do. You are not a bad Catholic if you don't do all of them or even any of them. But I would encourage you to be open. Give them a go. If something works for you, keep it. If it doesn't, please feel free just to get rid of it. So suggestion number one is do the pre-reading. And by that, I mean read the Sunday Mass readings before Sunday Mass. Doing this will prepare your heart to hear the word of God proclaimed on Sunday. And you can do this either by yourself or with a group. Over the years, I've been part of many young adult groups where we gather together, eat pizza, read the Sunday mass readings, and then discuss them. And there are so many online resources to help you do this and to provide commentary, uh, videos and podcasts. You've got Life Teen, Word on Fire, Scott Hahn, Bram Petrie. We really live in a time when we have so many resources available to us to help us break open the word. So find which one works for you. Suggestion number two, adore the Lord. So in the previous suggestion, I said, if we come to the word prior to Sunday Mass, we'll be ready to receive it in its fullness. Well, we can do that not only with the word of God, but with the bread of God. So I made this suggestion in my other talk, really try and find a regular time to adore the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, in the Eucharist. Spend time before him, adoring him, so that you will be ready to recognize him and receive him at Sunday Mass. I am 100% of the opinion that if all Catholics knew what, or rather who, they are receiving in the Eucharist, nobody would ever leave the Catholic Church. Suggestion number three, wear different clothes. Now, I know this is a touchy subject, 
And for the longest time, I was absolutely indignant if anybody tried to speak about what to wear at mass. But think about it this way. If you're gonna meet, say, the president or the CEO of some major international company or some foreign royalty, such as Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, <laughs> Queen of England, God bless you, Mom. You, you are unlikely just to turn up in shorts and t-shirt, flip-flops. No, you would make sure you had a shower, brushed your hair, brushed your teeth, and you would take some time selecting some appropriate clothes for the gravitas of the meeting. Well, in the mass, we encounter someone who is greater than any president, any CEO, any royalty. In the Eucharist, we meet Jesus, the King of Kings. I would therefore suggest that if we would like to remain cognizant of that, it might be an idea to make similar kinds of preparation. Now, if this line of argumentation doesn't convince you, I would simply offer you the invitation, try it. You might like it. Because honestly, that's what did it for me. Because I found that you know, when I was spending time ironing my shirt, preparing my suit, choosing an, a, a liturgically appropriate tie. <laughs> I spent so much more time outside of the Mass thinking about the Mass before I'd even got there. And when I got there, the way I was dressed reminded me of the momentous event that I was about to receive our Lord. Now, I'm not going to offer any specific guidelines as to what these clothes look like, whether you have a suit, whether you have a tie, whatever. That's for you to decide. My main invitation here is to make Sundays different. Set it apart in some way. Because it is, after all, the Lord's Day. Suggestion number four. Be an early Christian. Now, I love Christian history, but I'm not talking about that here. When I say be an early Christian, I mean turn up to Mass in good time. And I'm not saying this just because I'm a type A personality, uh, a stickler for punctuality, or just a general killjoy. <laughs> Although I am all of those things. <laughs> it's okay, Jesus loves me. <laughs> I'm saying this, I'm saying this because I notice within myself a significant difference between when I turn up in good time and when I turn up either just in time or a few minutes afterwards. When I do this latter, I'm, I'm flustered and unsettled and it takes me a little while to center myself and to start paying attention to what's going on in the liturgy. Whereas when I get to Mass 15 or 30 minutes before, I'm calm, I'm collected, I'm in a good state. I'm ready to engage with the liturgy when it begins. And if you do do this, if you get there early, I would encourage you not to primarily socialize. Fellowship is absolutely important. Stay for coffee and donuts afterwards and do it then. But spend this time before Mass praying. Pray for those people who are going to be ministering to you, the readers, the musicians, uh, the priests. And also pray for yourself that you'll be docile to the Holy Spirit. If you think about all of the suggestions I've made thus far, uh, reading the readings beforehand, doing a holy hour, taking time to choose your clothes carefully, and now praying, it's all about preparing the soil of your heart, the parable of the sower, preparing the soil of your heart to be able to be, uh, to be docile, to receive what God is going to give you in the liturgy, receiving God's grace in both word and sacrament. Now, for those of you who have babies or little children, 
I know this suggestion is very difficult. Dirty diapers, unexpected vomit, your little son insisting that he has to go to mass dressed as a cowboy. <laughs> if any of you single folk have done any babysitting, you know that trying to get kids to do anything is like herding cats. <laughs> so for you parents who managed to make it to mass, despite the best efforts of your little dictators, you have nothing but my greatest admiration. Final suggestion, number five, expect more. Do you expect God to speak when you come to Mass? Do you expect to encounter him? Do you expect to hear his voice? Because I would suggest if you don't go to Mass with that disposition, you're quite likely to miss him when he does. Now, I'm not talking about hearing disembodied voices necessarily, but I'm talking about having things resonate within your soul while you're at the liturgy. We mentioned Matthew Kelly earlier. He has a wonderful suggestion, and I would invite invite you to take it on as well. He says, look for one thing, one thing at the liturgy which speaks to you, that you can meditate upon, that's going to nourish your spiritual life for the remaining week. It could be something from the priestly prayers, it could be from the readings, from the homily, or from your own prayer before, after communion. And then once you have this one thing, write it down and date it. When you came here today, you all got journals. You now have one. At the end of the year, if you've done this, every time you've gone to Mass, you'll have a wonderful resource so you can look back at how God has been speaking to you over the course of the year. If we want to get more out of the Mass, we need to move from this passive mindset to this active mindset where we expect God to speak. Okay, I have just under a minute left. Many people want to change things in their local parish to foster a more engaging mass experience. And I am all in favor of high quality preaching, beautiful music, inspiring architecture. But the truth is, most of us have very little control over those external things. So everything I've spoken about in this talk are things that you do have control over. What is your interior disposition when you come to Mass on Sunday? Have you spent the past week, one way or another, preparing yourself for what you're about to receive? And do you come expecting an encounter with God? I can guarantee you that Jesus will be turning up at Mass in word and sacrament. He's made present on every altar. But like the disciples on the road to Emmaus, are you ready to have your hearts burn as you hear the Lord explain the scriptures? And are you ready to recognize him at the breaking of bread? <laughs>